Hello and welcome to the Split Real Podcast. I'm Steve Facknick and joining me as always, he's here to present more awards. It's Gabe Acevedo. And the Oscar goes to me. <laughs> what I love is every single year you use the same exact joke and I always love it. I don't because know. Because <laughs> it's a staple. I will never, never change it. <laughs> We're How talking Oscars today. We're talking Oscars today. I'm excited. Not just Oscars, but even more important, the third annual Split Real Awards. Let's do this. Let's Are you do excited? This. I'm so excited. I'm this so is, excited uh, for this. For the, for those that don't know, every single year, um, we decide to present our own awards to movies that are not necessarily recognized in all of these other award shows. So we, we do this every single year. Yep. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, sometimes some. Yeah, sometimes I think this is a more relevant conversation than the actual Oscar race because you know people have seen these movies. <laughs> I believe, at least. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Oh, fun yeah. times. Um, yeah, you know, the, I think that the big thing in this, uh, most of these movies you've probably seen. Uh, there's no two Leslie on here. Okay, no, they they did not <laughs> to get to get um, Andrew Riseborough on here. So uh, it, it's uh, it's not present. So. Um, not really excited about this. You excited? I'm excited. I'm excited for our awards. I'm excited because you know that Oscars is probably one of my favorite days of the year. It's Oscar mm-hmm. week. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's here. I prepare my entire year around the Oscars because you know that on Monday when or next week when we do the recap of the Oscars, I'm already going to start asking you, what do you think is going to win Best Picture next year? <laughs> what are some of your early, early, early predictions? <laughs> we, we could say I was going to start talking about them right now, but we'll save those for after. We'll save those for after because yes. we don't have time. And like no. we, we have, we'll have plenty of time to talk about Dune Part 2. Uh, yep. But <laughs> I will save all that for later. So but we'll, we'll get into our Oscar predictions uh, at the end of this episode. Uh, I'm just excited for the show in general. I'm pretty excited. I love the Oscars. I love it. Um, but we'll get into that later. Uh, Two breaking after... news really quick. Um, oh, Lady, wow. Lady, while we've been here recording, Lady Gaga is not performing Hold My Hand from Top Gun. Is so... she just going to perform the song from um, the other movie? <laughs> from a Star <laughs> she's gonna, Can you imagine? She's going to come back and perform that. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you imagine? So she, we're not getting one of the five performers. And for the first time in 64 years, we're not having a red carpet. We are having a champagne carpet because of the 95th Oscars, because apparently number 95 is related to champagne somehow. So there's no red carpet. It's a champagne car- carpet. Sure. Is it yellow? No, I saw the pictures and it's literally like a like a champagne, like beige color. So oh God, so weird. Okay, cool. So we got a champagne sure. carpet. Okay. Can't wait to watch that on E. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no red carpet for the split rail awards, though. That would be pretty sweet if we had a red carpet for this. I would love that. Um, if anybody wants to sponsor the red carpet for the split rail awards, let us know. We'd be happy to give you a shout out. Uh, anybody wants to come on for it, any of the nominees, that'd be amazing. Um, just getting a nominee on here in general would be pretty cool. Uh, but what do we get there? Why don't we dive in? Do you want to start? You want to just start the uh, let's do this. Awards? Absolutely. All right. Uh, so with this, we have a number of different categories that range from everything from uh, best scene acting, most original screenplay, and then our best budget films like a uh, low budget and high budget film. Uh, so we'll get into all of these in just a little bit. But why do we start? Why do we start off with best scene? Best scene is uh, one scene, one select scene per movie, uh, maybe dramatic or pivotal, just a just a great scene. So we had a lot of great scenes last year, but we've narrowed it down to five different scenes here. And just so everyone's aware, we have not actually chosen the winners yet. We are going to discuss and choose a winner live to tape. 
So it's uh, our nominees are for best scene, the opening interview with Lydia Tar from Tar, Evelyn and the Everything Bagel from Everything Everywhere All at Once, the uncle comes to visit from the Fablemans, just that two minute whirlwind, <laughs> uh, the horizon scene again from uh, when, when Sammy Fableman meets John Ford at the end of uh, uh, the end of the Fablemans and the closing dance credit from White Noise, a movie that we didn't really talk about was kind of disappointing, but had a crazy cool ending. <laughs> the ending is so cool. What are your thoughts on these? Um, I think they're all. I think they're all great. Like even as somebody who was like lukewarm on the Fablemans, those are really two great scenes from the Fablemans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as, again, someone who was lukewarm on White Noise, I love the ending credits. You know that movie is just yeah. so cool. Um, yeah. So I think they're good choices, all five of them actually. It's- it's funny that like, you know, we have four closing sequences or three closing sequences in one opening sequence. Right. Which I think is so fascinating. Yeah. You know, uh, everything everywhere, the Fablemans and White Noise are closing sequences. But the one from Tar, I just think it just opens the film in such a brilliant way. I love. Uh, and that's just a showcase of acting right there. That's just like capital it's, A acting from Kate Blanchett. class. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I think it is a masterclass that's actually going on in the scene. And then legit. Yeah. And and figuratively as well. Um, What do you think? What do you what do you want to go with? What are we going with here? Um, If I were to choose any of these, I would vote. I would vote for the opening of Tar. Okay, we'll go with that. I think it's a great scene. I think it's an absolutely great scene. And for the record, you are voting on these because this is our awards. There's only two people. Well, in this there podcast, you go. So absolutely. So vote. it's our podcast. It's so just... my vote is for the opening of Lydia Tar of Tar. So it's I, just I'm, fantastic. I'm gonna go with you on that one. I think it's a really, really good scene. Um, and, and I think that's it's it's you know it is something great? about it. What's great about that movie and that performance is that later on in the movie, within the first hour, there's another scene, which mm-hmm. is just in Juilliard's, which is just equally as good as this one. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It was tough to choose between the two scenes. And I, I think that one, though, just it really is a great way of setting up the movie. And well, it sets it you does, off. Yeah, way. even though obviously it's the opening, right? But um, there may there's a lot of openings that don't set what the movie is. It doesn't set the tone. Be. Yeah. But this sets, this tells you, that scene tells you exactly what this movie is and what's going to happen in the next three hours. And I agree. I think it's fantastic. And like you say, Kate Blanchett. What a tour of the force performance. Yeah, she's incredible. In that. And she's like just she's capital A acting in that film. So yeah. I had to we had to go with that. All right. Uh, moving on. We have another scene thing, but it's the action set piece. This is a really fun one because I think action set pieces are never really recognized. And like, you know, the idea of stunt choreography is something that people have wanted in the Oscars. So, you know, this is a big debate here. But, um, you know, we have our different ones. This is action, cinematography, choreography, just an awesome scene. So we have our nominees here are the flight school training in Top Gun Maverick, uh, Batman and the Batmobile, which is a pretty awesome scene from start to finish there where he, you know, the, you know, the penguin yelling, I got you uh, is great. And then the walk up to is fantastic with that, that score. Hitting. With practical effects, people, yes. practical yes. effects. All in camera. That movie is very underrated. I don't know why people aren't talking about it more. Uh, the Northman, if you remember that movie, there was an awesome berserker raid in this when they just go freaking nuts and nuts. it's all in, all in camera. I think there's one long tracking shot. It's a crazy, crazy set and it's so good and it's such a bloody violent movie. Uh, just awesome set pieces. Um, Predator, uh, the Predator in Prey fighting all of the trappers when he just goes around like cutting people's heads off and just like it's it's just oof, it's exactly what you want. Um, it's so it's what you want from a Predator movie. It's yeah. what have, we have been missing from the latest Predator movies. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. And then um, 
RRR, the burning bridge scene, which um, I've not seen that film, but I, I've heard just nothing but amazing reviews of some of the action in it. So, oh, it's so good. That scene is fantastic. A great combination of practical with um visual effects. Outstanding. Well, practical and digital effects is just outstanding. Did you have a uh, did you have a choice here? I don't know what you wanted to go with. There's a this is a pretty tough one. There's some good. There's some definitely some really cool fun action in this. This is one of the ones that I would give it to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just tie. Um, See for me for me it's the it's the flight school training in Top Gun. I was gonna I say just, Top Gun would so, be my pick. It's so just adrenaline filled that like you, you kind of got to go with it. It gets the jet fuel yeah. going, and I think that's that's got to be it for me. I mean, there's. Yeah. There's awesome things in other movies, but that's the one that sticks with me. So are we going to go with that? All right, let's do this. Top Gun right. it is. Top Gun Tom Maverick. Cruise. Uh, you may Tom... not win an Oscar on Oscar night, but you do get a split real award. Yeah. He'll... I'll give him extra split real awards. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of him being nominated for another award, uh, the biggest badass award. This is the biggest badass kick-ass person in a movie. Doesn't even need to be a human. We could be anybody we want. We could pick whoever. Uh, so... We have a bunch of nominees here. We have uh, Evelyn Wong from Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's the main character. That's Michelle Yeoh's character. Uh, Nauru from um, Prey. That's the, again, the main character um, from that movie uh, played by, sorry, um, Amber Midthunder. So she, she's nominated there. Pete Mitchell from Top Gun Maverick, a.k.a. Tom Cruise, the Tom Cruise machine. Uh, Amleth from The Northman. That's Alexander Skarsgård character. And then all of the women from the woman king so <laughs> i mean women king you did not get nominations at the oscars but you do get a sweet real nomination that's what it's about you are an amazing film that deserves way more than you got yeah so uh speaking of which do we are we going to give it the split real award or are we going to somewhere somewhere else in a different direction i mean so these are pretty good uh pete maverick you know being the maverick he is just a great great character um evelyn turns into a badass i don't know if she starts as one you know Oh, she definitely turns into one. Like, of course. Yeah, that's a more challenging one. But uh, for me, it's down to one of like three. It's either Nauru, Amleth, or all the women in the Woman King. So that's that's where I'm kind of at. What do you, what I you would. Thinking? Yeah, they're all they're all just good. My vote would be for all the women in the Woman King because they just start up here and they never let down, and it's just. Oh. Kick-ass, but assery after kick-ass after kick-ass after kick-ass scene in that movie. I think we're gonna go with that. I think that sounds like it. That sounds like a winner to me. So we'll go with all the women from the Woman King for the biggest badass award. So that's it. Like they don't like the movie starts with a scene that you're like, holy crap, this is great. That's fantastic. So we'll go with them. Um, congratulations to all of the women from the Woman King. <laughs> Our next category is uh the best villain performance villains don't get recognized we always recognize the heroes so we have but never the villains we uh, so and the we villains love... are usually the most interesting characters in the movies they usually are so let's let's nominate them here so the best villains the predator from prey why not <laughs> i mean it's it's a perfect villain so the predator uh the penguin from batman uh i think i think colin farrell had a great time and he had scene. a great year he did he really did they just started filming the show I think yesterday or two days ago. Fantastic. That's going to be yeah. good. Um, Jobu Tupaki from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Just a brilliant, weird character. What um, a character. What a lot of makeup, too. Jeez. And costumes. Yikes. Yeah. Speaking of costumes and makeup, Namor. I thought this was kind <laughs> well, of interesting. Or Namor has the lack of costume. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got, he's got this big. Yeah. 
<laughs> they put some ears on them, right? Wings in the ankles. Wings on the ankles, which is so, oh god, so weird. Uh, that's not how flying works, but whatever. Um, I guess there's not. I, I say that in a world with superheroes, you just put their arms up and fly. We literally <laughs> like, just saw a movie with a floating head. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Um, but Amor, I think, was actually good. He's probably one of the best things about that movie. Absolutely. I for agree. being honest, yeah, probably the best thing. And then uh, the best villain performance for uh, the internet in Tar. <laughs> it's because uh, it's the internet who's the bad person in that movie. It yes. is. It's the villain of it who's the antagonist. The protagonist is the character that changes from the beginning to the end of the film, and that's Lydia <laughs> Tar, who is the person making, forcing the changes and all of that stuff. That's the antagonist. It's the internet. Let's be serious. <laughs> <laughs> they have internet. It's be, that's the reason everything got exposed in that movie. That's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> it's a uh, long movie. That's a, a long movie. movie. It's a long. It's a good movie, but it's it's long. It's very long. Uh, <laughs> who we go with? Who we go with? Our best uh, best villain performance. I mean, it all depends where you want to go because some of these villains, like they're very, they're actually very different villains. Because you have like your comic so villain, you have like your villain killer monster, you have like your misunderstood suffering villain, um, you have like the villain that's trying to do the good things in the but wrong aren't, ways. Aren't all villains just misunderstood? Maybe. Like the internet is just misunderstood. Uh, it's, sure. The the predator is just misunderstood. He's just the trying predator, to show he just, he's the best. He just wants to hunt. He just he's wants just, the little like scar on his it. head. That's it. He just wants to show he's the best. And Jobu Tabaki just wanted to eat her bagel. That's it. That's all she wanted. Put everything on a bagel. What's left? Um, what do you want? Where do you want to go? I don't know. This is a really tough one. It's a tough one. It's a good one because actually all five are really cool. I mean, the funny pick would be the internet. I do think Colin Farrell the penguin was really great. Let's go with that. Let's just go with that. It's just fun. He's just he, had, he was he's having, having a good time. fun in that movie. He's having a good time. Let's go with it. Colin Farrell, congratulations. You probably won't win on Sunday, but you're going to win with us. Uh, the Penguin. Good job. Now, here's the opposite of the best villain performance. The worst villain performance. This is given to uh, someone who's just not very good at acting or the villain had like a really bad plan or it's just like it's just it's the worst. These people are like the worst. Um Here's our nominees for the worst villain performance. Uh, Quaritch, the guy who was the villain in Avatar and then died. Uh, he's back as the villain in Avatar The Way of Water. The same exact character. Uh, I thought that was a stupid choice. So that's uh, he's my nominee there. Um, Black Adam from Black Adam. Because, because it's Black Adam. Sure. Yeah, he's supposed to be an anti-hero and just a villain, but not a villain. It was just bad. Um, Miles Braun from Glass Onion, a Knives Out story, which is um, he's just stupid. He's stupid. Right? Literally, they tell him in the movie, you're just stupid. He's just dumb. Yeah. Um, so that one's nominated there. It makes sense in this nominee. That's like the only like legit choice, I think. Uh, the screenwriters from Jurassic World Dominion. For writing the movie. For writing that terrible, terrible movie. It's so bad. They, they're, they're the true villains here. And then just J.K. Rowling for writing The Secrets of Dumbledore. And uh, everything else that she does in her Twitter account. So, um, who do we think is the worst out of these? Can we have a five-way tie? We can't have a five-way tie. We can't do that every round. So, so rude. Um, wow. I'd say J.K. Rowling, but I don't want to give her any credit. So I'm going to go with the screen. Yeah. <laughs> the screenwriters of Jurassic screen World. Let's go with that. the screenwriters of Jurassic World Dominion yep. because I I wanted to like that movie uh, and. 
it just didn't work. Well, Sorry. don't you remember when that trailer dropped and I texted you, oh my God, this actually looks good, better than the second one. And then we actually saw the movie. Yeah, the movie was terrible. And the movie made a billion dollars. Why, people? Why? Because uh, the giant um, locust. It's really stupid. Don't get um, started. This one is an interesting one. And I, I wish we had, I don't know. I feel like there should be more nominees here, but. Next year, we should expand to this with. to 10. Yeah, we'll figure it out. This is the best acting that hasn't gotten recognized by any other award show. So these are performances that are just not recognized by the big award shows. Uh, you know, these these characters who usually aren't, who, some of them might be recognized, some just aren't. And I, I think it's a, it's a big shame that we're missing out on some of these. Um, Alexander Skarsgård for The Northman. I think he's great in that movie. I think he really is. So in good. A, a he's stellar fantastic in that film. Um, Daniel Radcliffe in Weird, the Al Yankovic story. We've talked very much about how much I love that movie. And uh, I think he does a phenomenal job. Um, and he's he not getting... He's not getting nominated because it's technically it's a TV movie. So maybe at the Emmys, he might get nominated there, but that's not the big award show for uh, our intents and purposes. So we're going to go with him here. But it is a movie and it had a thea a window theatrical release. So we count it. We count. It. There we go. Um, I put Glenn Powell on here for Top Gun Maverick. I just think he plays a douchey casting. guy just so well in just that film. Perfect casting. I think, you know, it's so it's amazing. His casting is unbelievable because is... you know why because he's always good <laughs> <laughs> it's so that good movie, that movie's so good he's he's fantastic his casting is is absolute best it's it's perfect uh i put amber mid thunder for prey again i think she's that movie's so underrated I that love movie's that underrated movie. and she is a very great discovery and uh, Mia Goth from X and Pearl, the Fantastic. two horror films, because the horror films are so underrepresented at these types of things. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't watch a lot of them. So that was, you know, that's my pick to put in there. Yeah. So um, who would you go with for the best acting that hasn't gotten nominated or recognized? Uh, for me, it's between Skarsgård and Radcliffe. Um, that would be that's me, because I think they're both great in obviously polar opposite ways. You know what? Let's go with Daniel Radcliffe because he's having I, to do a lot of heavy lifting. Because I was gonna uh, say I would probably vote for Radcliffe because he's just so damn good. He's so good. That movie's so good. And he had to wear that wig. <laughs> I think. I think the other thing is, without him, that movie wouldn't have worked. No, not at all. He it carries been, that movie, and it's not it's only so because good. he's the main character; it's because he actually like does the acting in that movie. Yeah, he's he's actually having fun. God, that movie's so good. <laughs> Speaking of which, it's nominated in our next category as well, which is uh, most original story. So these are original stories. I want something that's original, not like, you know, yeah, they wrote it themselves, you know, not that, but like something that's like unique. They're yeah. unique stories. It's not like the Fablemans, which is original, but it's a story of like a coming of age film. It's not that great. I, these have to be unique movies, the movies, most yeah. original films. So uh, these five nominees are like very strange. These are very different from what you'd expect. Um, we have, like we said before, we have Weird, the Al Yankovic story nominated here. And it's a great original funny take on spoof oh, on all story. Genres. Yep. Yeah. Even though it's like it is a, a spoof on a uh, established genre, it's a it's a good spoof on it as well. So it is that's pretty original. Everything everywhere all at once. You know, we that that movie definitely is completely different from anything we've ever T seen. Talk about original, yeah. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So good. So good. 
uh th- that movie my god it it's so funny it's so good um it's so good the meta thriller of the unbearable weight of massive talent outstanding i love it you know pedro pascal having a good time in that movie along with obviously nick cage nick cage fantastic uh and then i we, we put turning red in here oh that, was, that fits very original loved it absolutely loved it um where where are we looking here this is a this is a tough one well, if yeah. I if, if we're going by the most original, unique, outside of the box story, I think everything everywhere has the edge. Because talk about it, but it would be for me between everything and weird. Because I think those two movies are really outside of the box. Because weird that... could have gone wrong very easily, and I don't think it does. I think it's actually really good because of un... how creative it is. I think the unbearable weight of massive talent also is quite damn original that's um, true for the the sort of meta-ness on his own career and all it's of that, the I meta that really makes it really really good but I'd, I'd probably have to go with everything everywhere all at once again with you because it's it's just it's it's not just that it's original it's also just a brilliant movie there, there's that other elements to it that make it beyond just original yeah. that and it's, it, it shouldn't like this is not the later the second half of the episode we'll talk about it more obviously but it's just on paper it shouldn't work like this is a blend yeah. of of genres of of things that just literally are is everything's in that movie it's a blender of everything and it just worked yeah this leads on to the uh, best sequel slash prequel movie. So these are a ton of movies that I mean we, there's so many on these we had to cut three off of our list in order to get down to five. Uh, so we have Top Gun Maverick. Obviously, sequel to Top Gun, Prey, sequel to Predator, or prequel to Predator, Sonic the Hedgehog two. Because we, you let me guess, that is that a sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog one? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what it is. Uh, Jackass Forever, and Avatar: The Way of Water. We had to Perfect. cut a bunch off of this. We had to do a bunch, but like. It's there's there's these are good. These are good nominees. Some of these are really fun. We really like Sonic the Hedgehog too. <laughs> oh, I love Sonic the Hedgehog too, and I can't wait for the third one. It's already in production. It's good. It's good. Where did this? There's only one place this could go. I feel like I I hope we're on the same page because I'm thinking the same way. I'm assuming it's Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. There's no way. I mean, I've never there's, seen a better sequel. Forty years in the making. <laughs> like, like we cannot. Like if we don't give this to Top Gun, we like we should just cancel our pod forever. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to give it to Top Gun Maverick. That okay, sounds good. about right. Jackass Forever, though, was really good. I will give it so that. damn good. It was really good. I would so if you good. Have... that movie should not have had the heart it had. <laughs> because look, the thing with Jackass Forever, just as a, a thing, it's it's exactly what you want in a Jackass film, and it's because it, like people are like, "How's this going to work in 2023?" You know, yeah. all this stuff, and they're like, "You know, what? we're just going to do the same thing we've always done. We're just going to do the exact same thing," and it's it's freaking hilarious. Um. Speaking of which, next one, best comedy. These are the best comedy award. Uh, straightforward comedy. We don't get a lot of these anymore. So, what do we got? Jackass Forever nominated. The Lost City, which again, Daniel Radcliffe is the villain. Loved it. Uh, <laughs> weird. The Al Yankovic story. So we get him again. Uh, Rose, which was a, a, a pretty good Great. comedy in there. Yeah. Um, the unbearable weight of massive talent on here as well. So, um, of these five, which one are we going with? Um, oh, they're all so good. Um, my vote would be for Jackass Forever. 
that was actually where I was going to go just because I, uh, we were talking about it just before this and I was thinking about how much I love that movie yep. and the amount of content they had for it. So that's well, and you mine. just said something in the previous one, it shouldn't have worked in 2022 in this era that we're living. And it did. Yeah, it did. It totally worked. It was just, it was just as funny. You just sit back and you just laugh your ass off, yep. which is what you want. And that goes to uh best action movie, best action movie. There's, these are just super awesome action movies. They could be superhero related, but all the superhero movies kind of suck this year, except for one. You think? So, yeah, they do. They're all they're all in. Uh, they're coming up in categories. Don't get wrong. Don't get us wrong. They're coming up. They're still nominated. We have one that has three superhero movies in it in the, in the future category. Uh, but best action movies: uh, Top Gun Maverick, Prey, the the Batman, Ambulance, and Bullet Train. So all of these come under this category here. Uh, there's there's some good action films in here. I think there's some quite fun times at the theater or fun times sitting on your couch uh, watching some of these films. Yeah. What did you where do you where do you want to go in this one? Uh, OK, so to not repeat and just because I think it's underappreciated, my vote would be for ambulance. Ooh, you know, I was going to I was going to say that I was going to say pray at first because I love pray. Love oh, pray is fantastic. But. If you put Michael Bay cocaine and drones together, you get ambulance. You get a, and so that's what we we're got. gonna have to go with that. Uh, I think also for Jake Gyllenhaal's uh, cashmere sweater, I think is one of the <laughs> other things. If you haven't checked out Ambulance yet and you like action films, what are you doing? Just watch Ambulance. It Just is turn most... off your blinder and watch Ambulance. It is so good. It's it's the perfect thing you want from an action film too, because it is a turn off your brain and watch it. Like. Uh. You you kind of get to get some emotional scenes yep. from Top Gun Maverick. Prey has some like real, a little bit of like heart intenseness in it. And the Batman is like dark and gritty. Bullet Train will kind of make you laugh. And there's parts that don't really work all entirely. But um, and there's a lot of Thomas the Tank Engine talking that. So it's a little bit much. But yeah. Ambulance is literally just like you adrenaline action film. If, if you're watching this while trying to pay attention, you might struggle. You have to turn off your brain to watch that film. And it's yeah. amazing. Um, it's Michael Bay. It's Michael Bay at his best. Uh, these next ones. Uh, my, this is this is probably what? Is this is this your favorite one? Is this your no, favorite the, category? The, the, one it, the next one after this is my favorite. But we, these are these are two of my but favorite But these categories. two are some of my favorite ones, yes. Uh, our next two categories, uh, we'll start off with the first one, is uh, who let this happen? That's the, that's the first category here. Who let this happen? This is uh, an abuse. The description is an absolutely atrocious abuse of power that led to a movie actually happening. So, um, interestingly, these are all pretty big budget films too. So they fall in our next one. But um, the movies nominated for Who Let This Happen are Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, a movie that did not work. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, movie that did not work. Jurassic World Dominion, again, did I say this already? A movie that did not work. Yeah, I think I did. Uh, Morbius. Do you remember that film? That can't. I. I it's morbid time. I hate exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore. I never actually finished it. I got, <laughs> you I got, did it. I got like an hour and a half in, and I'm like, this movie sucks. It's so bad. It's so bad. I couldn't. Like I, and I hate doing that. I just could not finish it. It was so bad. And then uh, Deep Water. Did you see that? 
I have the not seen that, Deep Water. Deep Water is the movie that nobody they did not want to release it. They did not want to. They tried is to that like the Ben Affleck movie. That's the Ben Affleck on the Armist movie. Oh, the thriller, um, like the sexual or thriller the sexual or thriller that was yeah. terrible, and they tried to hide and act like never happened. Like um, the basic is the not the basic is the like yeah something like that. Yeah, no, yeah. I've never saw it. I don't need to. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. So well, it's nominated for Who Let This Happen. So it's probably not the best uh, category to get nominated in. Um, which which one are we most upset that happened? Yikes. The biggest abuse of power. This is tough. This is really tough. Which okay, that's a good way of putting. It. Which one am I the most upset that this happened? So I'm between two. I am too. I'm. I'm. I don't know. I think it's either for me, it's either Thor Love and Thunder or Jurassic World, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay, so we're in an agreement with Thor, and my other would be Morbius, but I can definitely see I, I my third one would be Jurassic World, Dominion. Yeah, God, Jurassic World. God, that sucks. I would say uh, my, okay, you know what? I would say Jurassic World just because how the hell did we start 30 years ago with one of the best Spielberg movies ever, and they've turned into this? Yeah, let's go with that because that movie was terrible. That movie was freaking terrible. Okay, how the hell it was did you so bad? How the hell do you bring the three main actors that are iconic in the first Jurassic Park and make them do what they did in this piece of trash film? I I don't understand it. I really don't, and it was <laughs> just embarrassing. I I really can't. I mean, there's a reason why that was the worst ranked movie of the year for me. So I'm gonna put that. That's gonna be our winner for. The uh the biggest abuse of power here. Um, Ridiculous. Yeah, so that's going to be the the Who Let This Happen award goes to Jurassic World Dominion. We're never getting another Jurassic Park good movie ever, are we? I don't. I hope not. I hope we don't get any more of them. Period. We probably well, will because they make a billion dollars. They but, make a billion know, dollars every time they come out. So can we get someone who actually wants to write them to write it? And you know, whatever. Anyway, um, the next one, your favorite category. Where did the money go? <laughs> Where did all the money go? Not in my pocket because I'm still poor as hell. They went somewhere. The money went somewhere for these movies, but I don't know where. Um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness cost $200 million. Now, a lot of that was probably on reanimating uh, his cape, I guess. That's what it is. Sure. Uh, America Chavez and her, her star punching power. Maybe that was where it went. The musical notes in that scene with the piano or whatever it was. His ponytail in the in the beginning. I don't know where that went. Uh, the Adam Project, a Netflix movie that cost $116 million. Yikes. Um, it was the house. I love the house. It was a good house. Um, Uncharted cost $120 million. None of it was spent on writing a good script. <laughs> wow. I mean, it wow. has a whole video game franchise to back it off, back up, back it up too, and it just didn't work. Um, the Gray Man. Do you remember that movie? Yikes. That is. Oof. The Gray Man, uh, the Russo brothers made that and released it on Netflix, and it cost two hundred million dollars. Where they had an entire scene with a shootout in a in the middle of a square where there was like three people in the middle of this giant square and no police officers. I don't really understand what was happening there. And then Spiderhead. I don't know if you did you see Spiderhead? I never saw Spiderhead. No. Well, this movie cost a hundred million dollars and takes place in two rooms. So I really don't Who know. Who stars where in they, that movie? Uh, Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller. Maybe they went, maybe the money went for the salary. They must have got fucking paid. <laughs> Just saying, because that movie is not good. 
<laughs> uh, and I don't know where the money went. I don't know enough. I, I have no clue. Where do we want to go with for this? Um, yikes. I'm between when they, two. When they raise Netflix prices next year, just know that three of their movies are on here. It's ridiculous. It's so dumb. I would vote for Gray Man. All right, let's go with that. It costs two hundred million dollars, and I don't know why. I that that's the problem because at least in Doctor Strange you can say well the budget went for the visual effects even though they sucked. Yeah, but they went yeah. for the visual like Gray Man like where literally that's that's the category where did those two hundred million dollars go? No idea, no idea. Still not the best winner of this. I think the best winner has to be our initial winner, which was. Mulan. Mulan. That's the best one. Mulan's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh think. I, 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 will, we ever, will we ever top Mulan? Maybe. Winner this I don't category? know. Maybe. There could be. There could was be it one. Mulan 250? It was so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, you could have paid me 50 bucks to be an extra. I would have been fine. Um, anyway, uh, here's our, our big awards. Our big awards are best low budget and best big budget films. So these are our two big awards at the end here. Uh, the best low budget film. This has to be a movie that was budgets worth less than 35 million. So we actually expanded this because we had a lot and we wanted to celebrate small budget films because they don't always get recognized and some of them always do and probably our winner will. Um, but uh, these are all small budget films. So we have everything everywhere all at once made was worth. I think the budget was minimum 14.3 million. Yeah. Weird. The Al Yankovic story, 8 million Pinocchio. Um, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Apologize, not Pinocchio, because that's the that's the Disney one. That was, that was we a, forgot that was about that one. That we forgot choice. about that one. For who let this happen? Yeah, and where the money go? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, uh, thirty-five million. Tar, thirty-five million. The Benches of Inisherin only cost twenty million dollars. Bros, twenty-two million. That's actually good money. Good money for that movie. I yeah, think. really affordable. Jackass Forever, ten million. That's that's pretty good. Fire Island movie we never talked about. Ten million. So good. A, you good did movie. see it, really, right? Uh, yeah, really fun. Really fun movie. Uh, Emily the Criminal, the movie that people thought was a different movie on Netflix for a long time. Two million dollars. Great film. And Causeway, uh, the Apple TV Plus movie that no one's seen for eight million. So I've seen it. <laughs> I know you've seen it, but no one else has seen it. Apparently, it's my Oscar girl J Law. I need to see it. There you go. Um, so with those with those nominees, which one are we going to go with? The best low budget film. Best low budget film. Uh, damn, there's some great movies in here, but you know, at this point, I'm sub- I'm not objective. You know what? It's, it's going to go with everything everywhere all at once. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. It's your like, favorite movie of last year. It's the movie we're going to talk about a lot in the future. Uh, it's it's definitely going to be our best. Low it's budget a movie film. we're going to talk a lot about in the next five minutes. And it's a movie that we're going to talk about a lot next week, probably. So, yeah. So that's going to be it. That's going to be our winner. Congratulations to everybody at everybody everywhere. Everything everywhere all at once. They they did a great job making a, a movie for pretty affordable. I mean, God, A24 just killing it. A24. They're just um today A24 posted um they're re-releasing their very first movie, theatrical movie ever to celebrate their 10 years, um which was Spring um Spring Breakers. They're uh, releasing that. Franco? That's that's not the movie you want to celebrate your ten years with. I, I like that movie. It's super fun. Yeah, but James James Franco's a kind of well, uh, yeah, that's person obviously. right now. But like a twenty four turned ten. Wow, that's really cool. And talk about a uh the birth of a studio. Yeah, yeah. That is they, that's amazing. Good for them. Good for them. I'm really happy with the things that they're putting out uh, and being and the success that they're getting. Um, yeah. 
the opposite is our big budget movies. These are all not from those studios. These are what we have a Disney Pixar movie. We have a, uh, a Paramount movie, Warner Brothers, Disney again, and then whatever studio, Fox, I think 20th Century Films, uh, all, all these movies. So big, big studios, uh, $100 million budget or more for these. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, budget only $170 million? That sounds a little bit surprising. Uh, pretty low for considering. Uh, I thought well, it was a lot more than that. Uh, well, I think <laughs> I think Tom Cruise might have made more than that. Finds that movie. Oh, uh, he definitely made more. Oh, I, that'd be cool to see what he made out of. I that think movie. he made like 120 million dollars off that movie. Uh, but Top Gun Maverick, 170. The Batman, 185. Turning Red, actually, their budget was 175 million dollars. Um, Avatar: The Way of Water, 250 million and then uh black panther wakanda forever for 200 million here i think there's only one place to go with this the best big budget film was my favorite experience of the year the best film of the year for me that's where um, we're going yep i agree top gun maverick it has yes. to be that agreed second you favorite. Know, so, it's my second favorite movie of the year fucking seen it like 10 times already i think it's fantastic it's a great rewatch it's one that i hope you guys saw in the theaters and definitely one that's uh really really fun so, so you don't want to want to know how much tom cruise made for top gun maverick officially yes i do how 113 million dollars good for him he made 13 million dollars up front that was his salary and then he negotiated his contract depending on what earnings the movie made so obviously the movie is the highest grossly movie of the year um he made a hundred million dollars Congratulations to Tom Cruise. Congratulations to all of our winners of the Split Rail Awards. It's always fun. We hope we can't wait for next year and uh, giving out all of our awards to Rocky 3 or Creed 3 that just came out. Now, Rocky 3. Oh my God. Rocky 3. <laughs> Rocky 3. That is a completely different movie. That movie's fantastic. That movie's way better than Creed 3. Uh, which but that's one, is, a different which story. one is Rocky 3? That's with Clubber Lang, man. That's such a good oh, movie. Okay, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Let's fast forward and act like I didn't just make that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. We're talking about Rocky, baby. Let's talk about uh, the Oscars. The Oscars are on Sunday. You excited? I'm excited. I am super excited. What I are you made... looking forward to? Um, chaos. Um, complete mayhem in the winners. Um, I am looking forward to an everything everywhere sweep. Um, and I am looking forward to what will be the big moment of the ceremony. Meaning, last year we had a slap. Can anything happen this year that would be in that conversation? I, I don't know. Jimmy Kimmel to happen. Jimmy Kimmel's hosting, so that means something could probably go wrong. Because he will he happen. address will he address the slap in his opening monologue? Yes. Okay. Yes, one hundred percent. I think he'll come out with security guards just to just as like a joke. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. He's you know gonna be funny. Just a line right of security guards right in front of the stage, just like ten yeah. of them. I think that's what, he'll start off right with that. That's you got to address it right from the beginning. The first joke is going to be about that. Do you want him to keep addressing it throughout the ceremony, or you're like no. one and done? No, nope, let's get it. Let's get and done. Let's get the joke out of the way, and then we'll move on. Okay, that's it. Good. That's Good. what it's going to be. That's what I really want. Um, I don't need anything more than that. Let's get the joke, get some laughs, and then we'll move on. Talk Perfect. about movies, talk about all that stuff. I think I'm really excited about it. You're hosting a party, aren't you? I am hosting a party. There's like 15 people coming. I don't know how 15 people are going to fit in my apartment, but there's 15 people coming. There's food, there's alcohol, there's prizes. What's your go-to food? What? What's your go-to food? So this time is uh, where last year I did dishes for each movie, which I learned was not fun doing by myself. 
<laughs> yeah, that'd be really, if you did that for this, that'd be kind of interesting. What would you get for like each of them? All quiet on the Western front. You could do like schnitzel or hot sausage dogs or something. There you go. Avatar. What would you do? Fish? Probably like Sushi? fish and chips or something. The Banshees of Inishirin. What do you have? Fingers? That Yeah, Ooh, fingers. There you go. Fingers like, uh, like, yeah, that'd be good. Like little like hot dog fingers, like, you know, that type of thing. Uh, Elvis, what would you do? Mm, what is that be your signature cocktail <laughs> just probably, like, probably yeah like a vegas cocktail uh everything ever a bagel that's obvious a bagel that's, that's, oh bagel yeah bagel everything bagel yeah uh the fablemans what would you do there wasn't any food in that movie right not that i know of i think she's making something later on in the movie but i don't know i don't know what i would make a 19 like 50s 60s kind of inspired dish i don't know S- s'mores I don't know, I feel like s'mores would work because there's like campfires in that. Oh, yeah, point. they do a campfire. Yeah, like a little dessert, like chalky yeah. ass s'mores. That'd be interesting. Would you a tar? That's also, oh, that's also Germany. Yeah, it's Germany, but like it's not, it's not all there. That I don't know. Tar, tar, Lydia tar. I don't know. Maybe like another drink or maybe like two drinks. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick. What do you have for, do you have jet fuel? Can you put that in there? <laughs> <laughs> I would do like like a very Americana, like I don't know what, like nachos, <laughs> like yeah, like something very, uh, and I'm proud to be an American kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, so, so nachos or wings, nacho, like a very Fourth of July kind of thing. Nachos or wings, yeah. Uh, triangle of sadness. Um, uh, some weird, like dish. caviar. That's too expensive. I can't afford that for fifty people. <laughs> I can barely afford that for myself. What about women talking? Um, whoopie pies because they're all Mennonite, yeah. Whoopie pies, and they make whoopie pies, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, it's <laughs> such a weird thing. All right, let's go through these. So, I'm, I'm really excited about this. You have your nominees already picked out, you, you've you done this, you've written a you've written an article about this. Actually, you posted it, it's posted on your uh, on your everything on your medias, all right? Yeah, it is ready. Yeah, you're, you're I'm like ready. A... I'm ready. Like I make a disclosure right at the, uh, 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 just a little thing at the beginning. Like say, these are my predictions as of now, and I have the right to change them before the ceremony, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I made all my predictions now, to be fair, I made my predictions based on things that I just think would be fun to be more fun awards. This is the fun version of it. Uh, I watch think you not... beat me when Sunday comes around. I hope so. That would just make my life so much better. So rude. There's nothing better than beating you at the everything. Oscar stuff. We'll add everything <laughs> yeah, that's true to too. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Let's go through these categories really quickly. We're going to try to blow through a bunch of these categories just to like uh, keep it moving because I know some people don't really care about this and I don't want to make this episode super duper long. So um, we'll just plow through some of these categories. So we'll start. Uh, I'm using the Vanity Fair Oscar ballot. So we'll just go through um, based on the Vanity Fair ballot from the bottom to the top. Uh, documentary short subject, the elephant whisperer. What is it? Handout. How do you measure a year? The Martin Mitchell effect strangers at the gate. Which one did you go with? Elephant whispers. That's what I with. I don't, I don't know any of these. And you've seen it's really all of them, cute. Right? It's about two people who adopted a baby elephant and took care of him. It's so cute. Okay. Um, great. <laughs> short film, <laughs> short film, live action. Um, an Irish goodbye. Ivalu. Is that what it is? Ivalu. Yes. I don't know how to pronounce these things. Uh, Le Pupil. Le Pupil. Night uh, Ride. Night Ride and the Red Suitcase. suitcase Which yes. one did you go with? Uh, my favorite is the Red cu- Suitcase, but I went with an Irish goodbye. I went with Le Pupil because uh, I don't know any of these. You um, know who, and... who, produ- who, who produces Le Pupil? Who's gonna, if he wins, he's going to win another Oscar. 
Alfonso Cuarón. Oh, good for him. Yeah. And it's, I think it's on Disney, so it's very visible for people. So maybe it does win. See. That always helps people out. Um, yeah. Animated short. The Boy, the Moles, the Fox, and the Horse. The Flying Sailor. Ice Merchants. My Year of Dicks. An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake, and I Think I Believe It. They're all so good. I recommend that you watch them at some point. They're so good. I want my year of dicks just because I want to hear somebody say, and the Oscar goes to my year of dicks. But I, so. I went with the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. I went with that just because I saw that was on Apple TV Plus. So yeah, and they're you know it's no it's a book and whatever, so it's probably it is the longest though. It's like almost forty minutes. So that's it's a pretty damn long short. Yeah, like all of them are like between that's seven and twelve of, minutes, and then the boy, the mole, the fox, is like almost forty. That's weird. That's just an episode of television, so I don't yeah. really understand. <laughs> uh, the next category is visual effects. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. Lock it in. Avatar The Way of Water. Yeah, that one's going to be obvious. It's going to be the Avatar The Way of Water. Be it, it makes sense because it's always visually people are like, oh, it's stunning. Story-wise. Well, and literally the movie, movie is a visual effect. It's visual effects. <laughs> it's all visual effects. Yeah. Uh, best Sound, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis and Top Gun Maverick. Um, Top Gun. I'm with Top Gun as well. I think Top Gun just they're gonna have to give it an award somewhere. So I guess this is might be the only yeah, thing it gets. But watch so. out for All Quiet. All Quiet can win. It can. It can. They like war movies. They like um, war movies in this category. But I'm with Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Um, production design. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar: The Way of Water. Babylon. Elvis and the Fablemans. I went with Babylon. I went with All Quiet on the Western Front here. Yeah, those, it's just, between those two. Yeah, that's that's what I decided to go with. I think you know, visually, it's just completely any completely different from anything I've seen before. Oh yeah, it's stunning. I went with Babylon just because they like like Hollywood sets when they recreate mm-hmm. Hollywood sets, but it's between yeah, those two. Yeah, it's all just because of uh, nepotism and just you know vanity. Absolutely, obviously, patting themselves on the back. Um, makeup and hairstyling, all quiet on the Western Front. The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and the Whale. Oh, this is so close, but I went with the whale. I went with Elvis. Yeah, it's between those two. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's what I figured. I mean, they're they're it's really between all five of them, but you know, when it comes down to it, it's between uh it really comes to a couple of them. But yeah, I went with Elvis. I know it's the it's really a, a big, you know, toss up between those two. Yeah. Um editing the Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, everything everywhere all at once, Tar and Top Gun Maverick. Everything everywhere all at once. I'm with Top Gun Maverick. I think that could surprise people, and I think that could be really fun. Um, I don't think it will. I think everything everywhere is going to be really the big smash hit of it all, but I, I really think Top Gun Maverick is edited beautifully to get all those live shots. Again, they're flying the freaking jets. Yeah, I agree. Uh, together, and like yeah. you said, it's between obviously the five, but if we're at, at this point, we yeah. like we know there's like two or three who are competing. Yeah. I would say it's between everything and Top Gun. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think Top Gun, if, if it wins here, I wouldn't be surprised. And I would be, you know, I love Top Gun. I would be very happy for any Oscars that Top Gun ends up winning. Costume design. We have Babylon, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Uh, this is a I've, toughie. I've never heard of Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. It's why it's not your movie. You know what that movie is? That movie is for Kayla and Gabe. Okay. That is not a Steve movie at all. Okay. What did you go with here? Um... I went with Elvis. I went with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think yeah. the the Academy loves her, so they're gonna give her to her again. And she won for the first one, so she could definitely win again. That was my thought. Yeah. Uh cinematography, all quiet on the Western Front, 
Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Another close one that I say in my article, but my pick for now, I believe it was, I'm taking my article, <laughs> I forgot, yes, um, All Quiet on the Western Front. And that's what I went with too. It's a war film. They like give you war films, these things. Um, even though it should be Top Gun Maverick, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> I mentioned if you, if, I know you only skimmed through my picks, but I say that that the true winner of this category wasn't even nominated, and it's so rude. Such garbage, such garbage. Uh, best original song, applause, tell like a woman. God, I can't believe she still gets nominations. Uh, it's just Watch a joke. Win. It's Watch just a win. joke. She's not winning. Uh, Hold my win. hand by Top Gun Maverick. Uh, lift me up in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Not to, not to from RR, and this is a life by everything everywhere all at once. I went with not to, not to RRR. That's what I went with, just because it's just winning so many things, and it's really popular, and it's the only one that actually plays in the movie. I believe so. It much. is the only one that plays in the movie. Yes, we should just have a separate category for that, like not not credits movie, but a movie that actually has a part of the movie. Remember know. when that actually was a thing that the songs that were when were in the films. Yeah, we used to put songs in films, though. That was a different... Oh, so uh, rude. Speaking of songs and films, original score, All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere at Once, and The Fablemans. A category that I would be happy with any of the five winning. All five have pros and cons. My choice is Babylon. I want Babylon, too. I would love to see The Fablemans win, just because yeah. I want John Williams to win again. Get him up uh, on stage. He hasn't won an Oscar. When I was writing my article... He has 50, I think this is like his 54th or 55th nomination. He hasn't won an Oscar in 30 years. Yeah, it's been Since the last Schindler's, one Schindler's List. List. Yeah. I was like, what? So, and he's the oldest person ever nominated for an Oscar. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up winning, but I went with good, Babylon. Good for him. Um, documentary documentary feature, all that all that breeds, all the beauty and the bloodshed, fire of love, a house made of splinters, and Navalny. Uh, my favorite is Fire of Love, but I chose Navalny. I think it's I the that most, too. yeah, I think it's the most like, you know, it's political. It's of the moment. It's a Russian indictment movie. So sure. Gotta love Russian indictment movies. Um, Animated feature films. Speaking of Russian indictment movies. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Guillermo <laughs> del Toro's Pinocchio. Marcella Shell with shoes on. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. The Sea Beast and Turning Red. One of the locks of the night. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Yeah, that movie's phenomenal. It's so it's, good. It's that's it. It's the, if it wasn't if it wasn't nominated, what would, what would be the winner? Do you think? Um. If it wasn't nominated, what I uh, I would probably say Puss in Boots because it's the most popular. I've heard that was really good too. It's so damn good. For me, I I, love my Red. favorite out of the five is actually Marcel, but but I mean it's one of those categories. It's just like visual effects. It's just like you know, it's like it's over. It's done. Um, international feature. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, nineteen eighty five. Close. EO and The Quiet Girl. Another luck of the night or quiet on the Western Front. Not if you're the Golden Globes. They went for Argentina in 1985, but I'm going with All Quiet on the Western Front as well. Uh, it has nine was... Oscar nominations, like including Best Picture. So yeah, that's it's pretty much a lock. Uh, adapted screenplay, All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. I would love for Top Gun to win here because I think people underestimate that script, but my choice is Women Talking. I'm with All Quiet on the Western Front here. I think that nobody's actually Fair. seen Women Talking and nobody cares. So, because uh, nobody's seen it. It's not, I, 
Yeah, I think I think All Quiet on the Western Front has a really good shot here. It can definitely win. And you know what? We had a little dark, a, a cute, um, not a cute, like a nice dark, dark horse, Living. Living would be a very nice dark horse. It's based on a popular book, and the writer is a um, Nobel Peace Prize, uh, Nobel Prize winner for literature. Um, so that'd be like that'd a be nice. dark horse. And I do know it's also it's based on a book, and it's also a remake of a Kurosawa film. Of the so Kurosawa movie. Yeah. I've seen. Have you seen the Kurosawa film? I have not. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a good you movie. know that a lot of my blind spots are Kurosawa, and I have to get up it's just asian that. cinema in general you have to get on to <laughs> i've been doing I've, a I've lot been, lately I've, i just i've been like i've been watching a lot about. more of them uh <laughs> with the, with the michelle yo set piece on, um, on criterion on criterion i've watched yeah. three now of her films on there so yeah and i got spring break coming up man i'm gonna bang out all eight of them it's gonna be great there you go I'm looking forward to it um Here's the other one. Uh, it's we had adapted, and we're into original screenplay. The Banshees of Inisherin and Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. I think there's two of them fighting um, for this, but I'm going with Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's, that's what I'm going with. I just think script wise, it's it's incredible. It's, it's like the it's, most original it, out of the five. It is, and to be able to put to put it together and craft it, I think it's a, it does a phenomenal job. So. Agreed. Agreed. Now's the big categories, the big controversial challenge ones, the <laughs> ones that I disagree with. A lot of them. Uh, Actress in a supporting role, Angela Bassett in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, Hong Chao in The Whale, Carrie Condon in The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Chu in Everything Everywhere All at Once. The category that is causing everybody a heartburn because we've had a different winner in every single award show, and I love it. But I am going out on a limb. I know this is a dumb choice, and I shouldn't pick her. But I'm going with Jamie Lee Curtis for everything, everywhere, all at once. I don't think it's a dumb choice. I think it's like the it's it's a it's a she's on she's riding the wave right now. Um, and I think that's a good choice. I'm with Angela Bassett for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I just think we'll see we'll see where it goes. That's I gonna mean, be a fun one. Honestly, this is a category. I I think Hong Chao is out of it, but any of the five, I wouldn't mind winning because I think they'll put really good performances. I'm not saying Jamie Lee Curtis is my favorite, but I'm not mad if she wins. Um, yeah. Who would you vote for here, though? If like, who would you vote for? I vote for Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. I would vote for Stephanie Sue. Yeah. Um, actor in a supporting role. We have Brendan Gleeson in The Benches of Inisherin, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, Barry Kewen in The Benches of Inisherin, and Ki Huey Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Another of the Lux of the Night. Throw it away. It's over. He, he's, he's won, won everything. everything yeah. Everywhere All at Once. He's it's won everything, done. so it's I'm, I'm, I'm and with him. Get, and like Great. I said in my article, get ready, because I will be one of the most emotional speeches ever on that stage. And it's going to be the first one. They're going to give it away first. So yeah, yeah. I would love Let's for that away. to be the oh, the first category. Open the show with him winning. What? Absolutely. And then close it with uh, closing out Best Actress in a Leading Role uh, with oh, Kate God. Blanchett and Tar, Ana de Armas and Blonde, Andrea Riseborough to Leslie, <laughs> Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh in Everything If We're All at Once. I don't know what to do here. Um, yes, you do. You knew yes. you went with Michelle Yeoh. I you went did. with Michelle Yeoh, Every, but, yeah. but you know, Kate Blanchett is statistics. Michelle, front you know runner. what? If it's a tie between Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett, but Kate, but Michelle Yeoh hasn't won yet, so I think they're going to give it to her. Yeah, and and everything think, everywhere, and Michelle Yeoh has been. They won SAG at the moment that Oscar voting was starting, so they are. In they perfect did a great time job. position to sweep the Oscars. And so we'll see. I think I think the other thing is um Kate Blanchett hasn't been campaigning. She's just been like, Yeah, I'm great in this movie. Everyone knows I'm fucking great in this movie. Well, you know what was funny? Last I think, week I think I think Kate Blanchett is better 
in that movie than Michelle oh, Yeoh is. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like be like rude, but I think Michelle is fantastic. Cate mm-hmm. Blanchett is just she's probably the it's best a working the actor. actor a, yeah, she's probably the she's probably the best actor working right now, like Agreed. just in general. Um, and she is absolutely at the top of her game in that movie. But I I just think that from a narrative story and, and the way that they're putting it, Michelle Yeoh is going to win. Yeah. Take and the out. performance is there. Like it's not it's just there. The it's narrative, there. Right. Cause the performance there. for Yeoh it's, is, it is there. It is what there. If, so I, what if Andrea Riceboro ends up winning? That would be an absolute, you know, embarrassment. I think that would like, that would be so bad for the Oscars. It would be, that oh would be God. the moment. That's the also, moment we've, we've about. only had one woman of color ever win. It's time to do it again. And the first Asian, like, come on people. That'd be shoot. She's great. She's also really good in that movie. Um, Another category that's in a, a bit of a, a mess right now, the actor in a leading role with Austin Butler and Elvis, Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Inishir, and Brendan Fraser in The Whale, Paul Mezcal in After Sun, and Bill Nye in Living. Another messy category, but like you always say, it makes it fun, right? Rather than just having It streepers, does. I it want it to be a surprise. Really so yeah, um, I went with Brendan Fraser. I've been writing the the Brendan Fraser in Train, just like Michelle Yeoh, all year. I'm not going to change at this point, so let's go, Fraser. Come on. I'll go with him, just because I don't like Austin Butler's accent. I don't like Elvis, so <laughs> he just of went course. full Elvis. Of uh, course, we'll see. But him, him escorting Sally Fields onto the stage at SAG was a pretty big deal. He so. was escorting everybody as like he, he was, was he like he was he, like he was, si- he was sitting him. right there, so he had the good spot. But like we'll see, yep. we'll see. But I could just imagine him walking in and like just whispering, "Vote for me, vote for yep. me." <laughs> <laughs> uh, director, this is a this is a good one. I think uh, Todd Field for Tar. The Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inisherin, Ruben Ostlung for Triangle of Sadness, and Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. The last two categories that are left, I honestly would be shocked if anybody else wins at this point. I think a 99% lock, and I'm going with The Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I'm going with the uh, epitome, epitome of cinema for the last 50 years, Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with him. I think people are going to reward him. Uh, even though they don't really like his movie, they love Steven Spielberg, so they're going to go with him, I think. Uh, and the final category, the one that's the interesting one, uh, it's it's everything's leading to everything everywhere all at once, but we'll see where it goes on yep. the night. All Quiet on the Western Front, Best Picture, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshee of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Everything Everywhere All at Once, I can't go against the grain. I can. I'm going with Top Gun Maverick. I'm going with my heart, baby. Let's go. Wow. Let's go. I want it to happen so badly uh, that I hope it wins. I hope it wins. Wow. Okay. I feel like if, if everything everywhere is not your first choice, it's probably your third choice. That's my guess. So that's why I'm putting Top Gun there. Because I think if it's not your first, it's your second or your third. I love that movie. <laughs> Thank you, Tom Cruise. I, I think I do think it's everything. Top Gun and All Quiet. I think it's between those three. I wouldn't be surprised if any of those three win. I would be surprised if any other than those three wins. I will say I would that. be surprised if anything other than those win as well. Yeah, like I don't I don't think and, and I love Banshees, but no. Elvis, no. Tar, love it, no. Triangle of Sadness, no. Women talking, no. And I'm sorry, but Fablemans, hell no. So it's funny how you didn't even mention Avatar. <laughs> oh, and I was like, no, Avatar's no. <laughs> Because no, that was the that would, if you had to do a ranking of these, that would be my tenth one for sure. So, uh, yeah, no, you we have to end this. I, I was gonna tell, I was gonna ask you, like, what would be your ranking from? Well, what is your time? ranking? Let's go. Do you have your ranking? Um, yes, I actually do. I don't have it in front of me, but I remember it. Number ten, um, is Elvis. 
Um, number nine, Triangle of Sadness. Number eight, Women's Hawking. Number seven, Fableman's. Number six, Tar. Um, tar. Number five, All Quiet on, on the Western Front. Number four, Avatar. Number three, Banshees. Number two, Top Gun. Number one, Everything Everywhere. If I had to rank these, I would do Avatar The Way of Water at number 15. Um, and then add another bunch. <laughs> wow. So the level that, of the level I of disrespect to the king of the world. The king of the he's not the king of the world, he's not the king of my world. Uh he that movie was ranked 33rd of, of the movies I watched last year. Okay, that was ranked 33rd. So yeah. So rude. Um, no, so I would have Avatar The Way of Water at the bottom, women talking, which you know I haven't even seen. Triangle of Santa's I haven't seen either. So I those are gonna just be at the bottom just because I haven't seen them. Um Elvis could not care less about Elvis. Then I would say this is where it starts. I am. I actually haven't seen all quiet too. So I'll put that below Elvis just because I haven't seen it. And I, I okay. feel bad about that. Um, and then it's where it starts to get a little interesting. I would say the Banshees of Inisherin didn't work for me. So I'd put that there at what's, what are we at? Like five or six? I don't know where we ever we are. So Banshees of Inisherin didn't really work for me. I think it's a good movie. Didn't work. Then I would say tar. It's a great movie, but it, yeah. It's just not my favorite. And then I would say the Fablemans, everywhere, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. And then um, Top Gun Maverick. That would be my order. Okay. So it'd be Top Gun number one, everything number two. Top Gun, Fablemans, everything, and Fablemans. Three. Yeah. Okay. That's my order. Yeah. Because yeah, I, 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 when, when I see rankings, I like specifically paying attention to the top three. Because yeah. usually in a ranking system, you don't go after a third round usually by the third yeah. round you've won um so yeah that's what i pay okay so you would have top gun yeah that makes sense that i yeah i could see that yeah i know you liked fable ones way more than me and you yeah. know you and i switch everything in top gun so i have it one and two you have it you have top gun one and, two and everything too yeah. so yeah makes sense yeah absolutely falls i agree directly on. i hope we have a fun night at the oscars i hope it's gonna be just a fun crazy show and we just get some enjoyment i don't know i'm just excited for it you excited yeah. you're ready for it I'm ready. I am ready. It's yeah, it's Oscar weekend. Hoping for the chaos. Let's go. I want chaos. I just want, I want to, I want, and you know, screw predictions. It's always fun. I hated it, of course. And you always tease me, but it's fun to get the Olivia Coleman surprises. It's fun getting those, those things that you're like, Oh, what? I like the surprises. Like, I like surprises. nobody saw those coming. And I, like I may surprise. be mad hate... or sad in the moment, but they're like, oh, yeah, these are moments like La La Land and Moonlight, Olivia Coming upsetting. Like, yeah, give me one of the, one or two of those. That'd be fun. I hate the obvious ones. I hate obvious winners that aren't exciting. You know, like that's where the, the Glenn Close for a movie that nobody's seen winning was stupid. And I'm glad that it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I love that. I love it. So I, I'm excited for it. I hope we get some really cool moments. I hope we get some fun winners, some great acceptance speeches, some people very deserving of it. Um, I, I'm really excited for it. So definitely check out the Oscars this weekend. That's on ABC on Sunday. So so certainly check that out. And we'll be covering, we'll be doing some reactions next week and probably talking about maybe some television shows next week, actually. So get excited for that. The finale and, uh, of Last of Us also premieres on Sunday. Well, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's the television show. Oh, sure. Wait, way to just ruin the surprise for everybody. Come on. Oh. <laughs> Spoilers. Like nobody knew. Which one are you going to watch? The finale or the Oscars? I'm watching the Oscars. Okay, good. Good choice. We're, we're, we're friends. We're friends again. Of course. Of course. Of course. You know who would watch the Oscars. I care, about, <laughs> I care almost as much as you do. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week with that stuff. So thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you then.